Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. All right. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where we rank Derek Lewis's post-fight interviews from best <laughs> to very best. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Juice, and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host Leo. What's up, Leo? How's it going, man? That's a that would be the most impossible podcast we, to have. It's literally impossible. Like, yeah, is this better? We'd be finding out there about like hot balls versus yeah. where's Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey find asset. Yeah. USA in this hole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there is. Yeah, it's just too many, too much, too many options. And I'm so happy that the John Jones um, debacle is like it's quieted down um, because Derek Lewis in this hole. Yeah, I saw a fucking John Jones tweet where he was like. Time to bring the baddest title in the world to American soil again or whatever. Mm-hmm. My fucking comment is like, yeah, because Derek Lewis is gonna do it. Yeah, exactly. You fucking Twitter finger fuck. Like Twitter just finger fuck. Twitter finger fuck. John is literally just tweeting. He's just a professional tweeter now. He might go absent for a few days, but then he'll get on and just go like on a bender where I'll just be like, Oh, I'm gonna fire off 10 tweets about Dana. Like, shut the fuck up. So much stuff has happened, I mean, man. Yes, he should get paid. He should be fighting, you know, he should be getting like 20 million or whatever the fuck he needs to step in the cage with a killer like Francis Ngannou. But shut the fuck up, man. Like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a weird thing now. And and I'm I just want Derek to be Derek and Francis to fight again. Yeah. Especially because dude, how long have I been saying that rematch needs to happen? How long? Yeah, for even when there was the no belt on the line. Yeah. Even yeah. when there was no belt. Since, since I was like, you need to run the back because that was a weird situation and we need to get that bad taste out of our mouths. Yeah, I think you, know? you you forgave them for it. Like it took a while. It was like a month after I was like, that was the most boringest fight on the planet. Like people were still having residual value. And I think like yeah. two two or three months after it, you were like, residual you know what? Value? Yeah, sure. I don't care what I say. It's a podcast. I don't give a shit. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, with People the residual have a money factor, also. Yeah, there's a money factor, and there's also a quota at the end of this. Um, but uh, pretty much after two months, you were like, no, if they go back into the cage, it's gonna be violent. Yeah. And it yeah, and it wasn't like immediately after. I think it was like a couple months where I was just like, hold on, you guys realize like there was a, it was a perfect storm of what made that fight shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no way they're gonna do that again. It's not like like some fighters, uh, like like two fighters, some para fighters that have fought multiple times. Like it'll be the same fight, no matter what, like they fight a mm-hmm. certain way, they match up a certain way and it'll always be that way. Yeah. Fucking Derek Lewis and friends are That's never going to happen again. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like you said, perfect storm, his uh, Derek's back. Francis is gun shy after the loss. Like the whole yeah. thing was just so boring, but it won't be the second time. We promise you heard it here first. And if it is, you can drag us. Um, but if it is boring and Derek Lewis wins, I'm happy. I like that you said we promise. I thought you were about to say guaranteed or your money back. I was like, don't do that. Yeah. We're not going to be in people's fucking pay-per-views. Yeah. Especially these motherfuckers are just going to be streaming it anyway. Yeah, these motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Although, legitimately, I, I was thinking this the other day. Uh, the last the last few pay-per-views, the streams have been really shitty. And I've just been like, mm. And it's cracking down. 
bro. How about Triller cracking down? Have you seen that? Yeah, man. They'll sue everyone. They're like, we're going to fucking see. Apparently, KGB posted this amazing tweet. KGB is like Loki doing like investigative journalism for a hobby. Like, we'll just automatically fucking find this shit out. <clears throat> posted that like Triller tried to take these people to court. They tried to take 15 people to court and bring them up on eight counts of like whatever that was. And because they didn't have, yeah, if you do 15 people at once, you have to have the exact case on every single person. And they did. So the whole fucking thing got thrown out. Like, what a bunch of fucking clowns. Um, Good job. Well, should we get into last night's card? No, we'll just keep well, it. was a different podcast, guys. Okay. Yeah, this is the Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou rematch yeah. podcast. We're just going to do that all this entire episode. We're just going to talk about their the residual value that they have. Yeah, um, we're just going to do a round-by-round round breakdown of the first fight. Yeah. And then what exactly will happen in the second? Yeah, yeah, we're going to we're going to have it punch by punch, which is only going to be there's only going to be three. Yeah, it's going to be Derek Lewis punching the shit out of Francis Ngannou, knocking him out and then two more punches on the ground. Yeah, two more punches. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why anyone yeah. thinks any other. Imagine, imagine Francis getting knocked out. Bro, knocking everybody out. Bro, imagine Francis getting knocked out by Derek Lewis. That's the thing. That's, That's the, one. the thing. That's the ticket, dude. That's one. I because I love Fra- Francis. Is great. It's yeah, a great. He's amazing. I mean, he's an amazing champion. He's fantastic. But USA at this whole. He's not Derek Lewis. <laughs> not Derek Lewis. Yeah, I would say that's his biggest flaw. Like it, it used to be his wrestling. Now his biggest flaw is he's not Derek, not Derek Lewis. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree with that. <laughs> that that's you a good guess. One thing Francis does really well is that he knocks people the fuck out. However, he's not Derek Lewis. Yeah, so that's true. It's the other man on the other on the other side of the octagon from him is Derek Lewis, and that's not him. Yeah. However, so, he has never gotten the mic and said my balls was hot. Yeah. <laughs> he has never said where's Ronda Rousey fine ass at. Yeah. That's going to be so serious about it. That would be so good. He has never posted videos on Instagram of a guy absolutely dying and saying he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> man, I swear to you, Derek. I swear to God, dude. He's the goat, man. He really is. God, so entertaining. All right, let's get let's get to these these fights from last night. So um unfortunately, hold on. I mean, I with with the drop-offs, it they they'd lost some pretty big no I big know. fights. I okay? agree. So the first one, obviously, Sanhagen and um Dillashaw, Dillashaw which was like, ugh, like dang, so I really wanted to see Sanhagen whip that ass. Yeah. And then um, and then last night I was like giving the counts to juice, and then he was like, the the hill fight is off, and I was very upset. Yeah. Um, because you know, we like to support our girl, and and then I was uh, I was like, okay, well, um, I guess we'll see how this three fight prelim goes. And it it started with a bang. Yeah, no, it really did. And about the dude about the Angela Hill fight, I just want to say this real quick. I was literally like, the, how sad I was about it because it happened like thirty minutes before the card was supposed to start. It was yeah. so so soon that the news broke, or at least that I found out about it anyway. <clears throat> and um, I was literally, if this was a pay per view, even though I was gonna plan on streaming it anyway i would have said y'all want me to pay for this and there's no angela hill <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i was just like so mad yeah it was um, pretty pretty intense but but man i mean it's really started off the uh, carlston harris 
what a what a slick ass submission yeah man. i mean like uh aguilera was just really holding on super super tight and i was like what's he trying to do and i was like he should have let go a long time ago and Carlson was like well i guess he's not gonna let through let me just let me flip into this fucking anaconda anaconda joke, joke and that was it lights up i mean like it was such a good submission and so slick and just just great i mean this, the fight was so short but good 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 on uh carlson harris for 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 finishing it up that way i mean it was yeah. slick i mean i thought that was like oh that was some pretty good ground game i thought that was going to be it for ground game tonight turns out later on in the card nope but anyway nope. Yeah. um all right so we're gonna i mean there's not really much to say about that fight i don't know if you have anything else to say about it just that his accent is so fucking interesting dude it it it, it i was just like wow i was I've never heard someone from Guyana speak. I mean, that's that's the other thing. Right. But um, I just was kind of blown away. And um, he, he was very interesting. And, and the fucking, the fact that he's like a little bit older was cool. Just, I, I just love everything about that guy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an instant fan. Yeah, he's Hope he's great. not problematic. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hopefully he is. Yeah. I'll, I'll pick him next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully he shows his ass on the timeline in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a few Not weeks. literally, but figuratively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just doesn't believe that America landed on the moon. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully he's like, have you guys heard about QAnon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good website. Website. What a man i'm off today pretty good website yeah ah! qanon.com yeah i love it they definitely have that already qanon.com slash insurrection yeah <laughs> slash sam alvey carrying a podium yeah <laughs> fucking stupid ass sam alvey all right um anyway on to the next fight so here yeah, we go guys we gotta staff. talk about john young park versus hey, <laughs> hey guys staff hey when i hey saw guys. that so, someone posted on the time. I mean, honestly, it did kind of look like a bullet hole, but I was like, that looks pretty gross. That's staff. I honestly don't understand why they how, let them fight with staff. How does that even happen? What is that? What is it happening from? Like, what's the what's the cause of staff infection? I mean, it's it's an infection. It's a, it's a, it's an infection. It's a bacterial infection. I think it happens like when they cut weight too. Like you're more susceptible to things like that. Okay. Um, although it could have been before. Like, cause like fucking Luke Rockhold, when he beat Chris Wyman, he uh, got in the mic and was like, thank you, thank you so much. I had a staph infection two weeks ago. I was on antibiotics. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Luke Rockhold. Shut up, Luke Bumhold. <laughs> Luke Bum. Bum. Dude, we were gonna write it. We we're, we we're gonna write a sketch once of like a bunch of fighters dressed right. up as bums. Yeah, so like, you guys, there's a bunch of bums. Yeah, and they're bums. Like, actual bums. Yeah, actual bums. <laughs> um, but hey, man, Jung Young Park, congratulations again. Kicked in the dick twice. I'm so glad he won, still, dude. Because, dude, it fucking pays to cheat in MMA, which we're gonna talk about uh, in the forum with with one of the questions, but. Like, I mean, he finally took a point. Yeah. Uh, and I was Chris Tyone as well. And I was like, oh my God, Chris yeah. Tyone's taking an, a fucking actual point. Um, but uh, yeah, it was on the second one, which is like, okay, man. But at least like, I, I, I could see it where as a ref, you like, you know, you allowed the first one, but bro, can I just say those look so intentional? Yeah. I've never seen a more intentional dick kick than those two. The fucking the the kick, which like moved the cup, which like hurts too. Because sometimes when it when it hits flush on a cup, especially if like like 
dude, if you're an MMA fighter, you should have the most. Like I've seen, I've seen Kevin Lee have the like model of the Diamond Cup, the Diamond brand, and get mm-hmm. kicked flush and just like be a statue and not do anything. But like if it moves it, that can fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the knee, the knee was like, yeah, yeah. Where else would that have landed, bro? You're yeah. in. He had him in like a headlock or something where he was like, where um, uh, Tafan Nchukwi was was like down. Like you can't reach the abdomen from there. You can't reach the solar plexus of your point. Yeah, from from, from any sort of locate like that that area is so um, like you know if you're gonna hit the side of his hips or anything, the the target area is so oh, so, like, so small. Just in so general. glad they took a point and glad that um. Park glad one. that park one but clean up that staph infection yeah, clean up and, yeah don't and don't rub it in your eyes and don't and rub it on 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 your opponent remember i was remember how uh tim elliott was like pushing the blood that's a different story that's a different <laughs> yeah, that's a different story no but i mean if you're, if if you're like, tim elliott hey, you, you have... kick me in the dick i'm gonna take this staff bro <laughs> You have, if you're Tim Elliott and you have staff and you're fighting against uh, someone who beats up women, definitely rub all your staff all over them. Definitely. Do and that. that is not a metaphor for him rubbing your dick all over them either. No, that's not. That's literally, it's, could not be clearer. Yeah. Get the staff on them. Yeah. Put the staff inside their faces. Can you imagine anyway. if uh, Park was like a um, cheesy action hero from the 90s? I was like, what? You have a problem with me? Take it up with my staff. Oh God, it's so gross to think of all the fucking disgusting ass liquid that was coming out of that fucking chest. <laughs> Ugh, it's so gross. And he was just like, "I'm cool." What the fuck, dude? Yeah, and I talk about also people were posting pictures of it, and it was like jumping sides. I was like, "Which side is it on?" <laughs> um, like, is, it a, is it a roaming staff? Yeah, rom. <laughs> Is it a roaming helmet staff? Yeah, a Roman helmet staff. I love it. Um, um but good good uh, for Junior Park winning. I he should have been him. able he should have been able to do the, the Roman helmet to him after he won. Yeah. Because of the two dick kicks. Yeah. He should have been able to put his bruised penis on top was of his bruise as well. <laughs> Why is it blue? Oh, <laughs> and that face that face that he made was going all over fucking Twitter too. Oh yeah, that was funny as shit. So yeah, definitely need to superimpose that face on on a guy doing a Roman helmet to someone. Yeah, this is a good memeable card. There's a yeah. lot of memes. <laughs> it's true. All right. Um. Uh. You know, in the, in the last prelim, Ludovic Klein versus Mike Trezano. Hey man, I should have my New Jersey card revoked. <laughs> I picked Ludovic Klein with my whole chest. <laughs> uh, I mean, not and Klein was really hanging in there, but Trezano just just put the work on him just kept yeah, pushing dude, forward. i literally i i was like watching it, it was like it wasn't those two fighters like yeah i personally and, and i made the comment like how i underestimated him or, or i you know he impressed me. i think i just said he impressed me and someone responded like oh yeah all the guys from that season tough 27 they're really good and i was like well yeah i was kind of thinking back like it was the undefeated season mm-hmm. which you know since being and it was specifically like featherweight and lightweight which are tough weight <clears> classes <throat> so it was like a lot of the guys were like four and oh, five and oh. So some of them were kind of green. Mm. But um, I just literally, I, 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 Mike is like kind of like an all rounded, well rounded fighter. Like he's not a specialist in one area. He's just like a mixed martial arts, like trained MMA from the beginning, as far as I can tell. 
and I've never seen like super crisp striking from him. Mm-hmm. It, like get the job done, but never anything that like really impressed me. And Ludovic Klein had that amazing fucking knockout, and the setup was really legit too. So I was like, oh, Klein's gonna fucking dead this dude. And that did not happen. Proved me wrong. Three rounds of good shit. I mean, good fighting from both those guys. So not only have I never seen uh, Chris striking from Trezano until last night, I had never seen a fucking New Jersey guy with a mullet. I've been living yeah. here three and a half years. Yeah. Seen zero mullets. And Trezano's got it. I mean, he's from North Jersey. There are different people up there. Mm-hmm. Different breeds. I got it. I understand. Different breed. Well, I mean, good on him. Two years out of the octagon, came back, came back with that good win. We'll see where he goes from here, but I don't know. Let's let's go on to the next, uh, the next, which starts the main card, which is uh, the main card, uh, which is Philip. Um, who the fuck did my hair haws? Um, <laughs> and against Kyle Dawkins. Now, look, like I said, <laughs> um, okay, good on Phil. He fucking yeah. smothered the shit out of Kyle. Like, damn, he smothered the shit. I Kyle was looking pretty good in the first first round, and then just. I, the idea that Dawkins was saying like, Oh, Phil's going to get tired, you know, like, which right. I understand why he would think that from like that type of um, when that well, body previous fights. And also when that body type kind of enters the, um, the octagon, like when they're kind of a little bit more muscular, more style, like when they're throwing a yeah. lot, they get tired a little bit quicker. Yeah, his style and, uh, as well. And, 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 you know, and good job on Phil, but Hey man, don't do that to your hair. Yeah, I was trying to figure out the whole time, like, someone was like, who bleached his hair? I was like, he probably did it himself in the mirror. Like, there's, like, if someone was doing it, there's no way you would not fucking notice that. But then I was watching the post show, Mm -hmm. and Karen Bryant was saying how Angela Hill told her a story once, like, because, like, when Angela was fighting Invicta, she had a fucking big ass fro, dude. Yeah. And uh, like I saw her at an amateur MMA event in Santa Ana that Chris Cyborg was the promoter of, which was random. So she was like, she brought like Jessica Penne and mm-hmm. Angela Hill. Angela was the Invicta champion at that time. And she brought a bell. I just remember like, shit, that's a fucking big ass fro. And there was one point where she like bleached it. I think she dyed it. And Karen was saying how like you don't bleach a fro because it, will spread or something like that like it'll kind of separate like separate and and you won't get all of it and that is what looks like it what happened based yeah. on hearing that like yeah uh phil phil hall's head looked like someone was like i don't like this this stucco ceiling and like started at one spot and we're like ah you know what i'm too lazy to do this <laughs> it was so patchy i was like so patchy and at first I, like because it, it was m- mostly in the back yeah, that, that was the problem. And it looked like it was it was kind of circular, but like a weird shape. And for a second, I thought, you know, sometimes people shave something into their hair. That's what I thought, I, too. I thought it was like, is this a message? Is this like a design? Is this like a crop circle? Yeah, but it's definitely a, a message to, to not let him do that again. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Struggle Face Tom had this banger tweet that was like, Haas is beating the shit out of Doc. It's like it's his barber. That's... True. That's, that's accurate. That's fuck. accurate as fuck. Because yeah, I would too. Um, um, little man, did he not know? He must have not known. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. I mean, even at that point, like, wouldn't you fix it? Hey, man, fire your team. Like, fire whoever <laughs> saw that and is like, 
oh well let's let's not uh, yeah. have to worry about it. let's have him focus on the fire we're not going to mention the hair fire the whole team mention the yeah. hair yeah. fire your whole team yeah fire your coach fire anyone you came yeah. into contact with and <laughs> didn't, didn't tell you say anything yeah. fire dana white yeah like, fire the ufc yeah fire john anik in dc and everyone that was on the table last the night. fighter meeting yeah everyone and yeah. they had the fighter meeting and they're like hey man something's uh and he's like what well, I, I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I guess you'll see later. You'll see on Sunday when everyone reports about it. God. Anyway, good on him. Sorry for clowning on him, but gosh, I mean, Derek Lewis even said like, he look at look at Phil Haas disrespecting his hair. Took mine away. God should let me have mine or keep mine. I was like, okay. <laughs> he doesn't miss. He does not miss at all. It's so funny when he said that. I was like, you son of a bitch. It's so funny. <laughs> Well, uh, congratulations to Philip Paz. Moving on to the next fight, Diego Fajeda versus Gregor Gillespie. Hey, man, let's can we talk about how fucking scramble heavy this was? I oh mean, oh my god, this is like a good, grappler's dream. Good scrambles, like fucking amazing scrambles. Every single transition, I was like, man, what's happening? And then like I'd be like, oh, oh, he's, I was, I'd be like, Fajeda's got, Fajeda's got him. I'd be like, oh wait, no, uh, Gregor's got him. I was like. I, the whole time I was like, wow, this is fucking intense. These these guys are fucking making transitions look like it's nothing. Like, fuck. Yeah, dude, I, there's nothing more that I love more than like a high-level scramble fight that's like fast-paced because certain um, certain um, kind of scramble fights, like I think about and I think about uh, Damian Maia versus Ben Askren. Um, I like the last minute of each round because like the first like four minutes of the round they were doing that weird ass striking that like fucking Ben's back fist that everyone clowns him for like, but the last minute he would take him down and they would get in these transitions and they would do the same moves. Like Damien would go for an omoplata, Ben would roll out of it. And it was all very kind of like clean and smooth. Yeah. When I saw this, the Gregor versus Diego, it just makes me realize how little I know about jujitsu and, yeah. and wrestling and scrambling, like just absolutely completely in the dark about a lot of things because there, there were things like there was like, I didn't even see that. Yeah. You know, and in full disclosure, like um, we were talking before the, uh, before we recorded, I picked Diego on the podcast. Yeah. And I rarely do this. I rarely change my picks after the weigh-ins when Diego missed, I was like, oh, Gregor's going to get him because if dude, if you had a bad weight cut probably means your cardio ain't shit. And if there's one thing Gregor Gillespie has, I mean, other than like phenomenal wrestling, it's like phenomenal cardio. Like never seen him get tired. And, and he, a lot of his fights go to the decision and he just showed that he even was saying how, you know, if I'm, if I'm tired, like he was like, I'm feeling tired, but I'm going to push past it. He was like, if I, if I'm tired, I know he's worse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Diego looked okay in the first round. He didn't look so bad, but he just like, I just gasped out like in the in the set like all those grappling exchanges just just tired him out and and you know Gregor got the upper hand and just laid him out and just landed those those punches and I don't know man it was a good it was a good fight it was a really good fight and and you know props to Gregor for um bringing out Conor McGregor to talk about fishing yeah like what the fuck yeah like what the fuck I like what the actual fuck (laughs) it's like the worst gimmick in mma and i mean that with my whole being like 
after every one of his wins, dude, they're like, what's going next? And he's like, mm, fishing. And I'm like, talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> Could not possibly be less interested in hearing this man talk about fishing. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, that Connor was like, I'm a better fisher. I was like, what is happening? Like, what is this? And, and what, dude, what's the what's the gain of that? First of all, it's a terrible style matchup for you. He's gonna wrestle fuck the shit out of you. Secondly, he's way below your level in terms of ranking and like status. Yeah, there's no reason for you to like try and start some shit. Like, what? How fucking bruises your ego that you're like anything you can do? I can, I can do, do better. better. Yeah, <laughs> that should be his next walkout. That should be his next walkout song. Because him and Sinead, I think, like had a fucking beef or whatever. Like normally, he does like the mashup of the Sinead song and the Biggie song. Like yeah. instead of the Sinead song, it's like anything you can do, I can do better. And then the no, no, notorious. Of course, and that's what he's notorious for for literally just talking about how he didn't lose all of his fights. Oh my god! And had him in the fourth round. See that uppercut. Oh, fuck uh, it's the worst version. it's the worst it's it's the worst anyway let's not talk about yeah. that yeah, so let's speaking, speaking, about yeah, but speaking of the worst let's talk about this next fight uh oh absolutely sloppy fucking heavyweight bullshit. very sloppy heavyweight stuff no you know i mean it's wild how a division can be so exciting opposite. yeah it's and like you can really have like a fucking heavyweight fight that's like oh shit i love MMA. what's gonna it's happen so yeah, 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 yeah and then you can have <laughs> this where like why are these motherfuckers in the highest uh, promotion in the sport? <laughs> Why are these people on? And I do. I love the crochet boss, but bro, get your shit together. And yeah, he looked like maybe, a, maybe shave. <laughs> he looked crazy. He looked he like crazy. He, him and Floyd Mayweather must be going through the same thing this week. I swear to yes. God. Like, yes. <laughs> it, it was like he went to the barber to, to, to get ready for the fight. And the bar was like, what do you want? And he's like, hey, you see that shit with Floyd and, and Logan Paul? Yep. Got you, fam. He's like, and then he's like, well, why even show up? Why, why are you <laughs> even at the bar? You're already, you're yeah. already there. Yeah, but make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow make it worse. Take those take those pubes you got in that drawer. I know you got pubes in that okay. drawer. And take them out oh, no. and glue them to my face. Oh, no. Now, oh, all no. of them. All of them. But I guess all congratulations. <laughs> all 30 pieces. Every barber has pubes in their drawer. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows yeah, that. Yeah, I, I donate mine usually. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. You donate them to a barber in need of pubes. Yeah, to, to a local drawer. barber. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a tax write-off. <laughs> it's a tax. It's not a tax write-off. A... He just asked them to put he just asked them to put more pubic hair on his face. Yeah, my CPA is like, I noticed here that under deductions you you listed uh pubes you put yeah. i noticed in here you said six pounds of pubes yeah that's that was just for july oh, okay that's too fast of a hair growth it's too yeah above it's really like... your penis <laughs> okay well anyways uh right. maurice green don't look like you're gonna be i i don't know man you look he just looked he looked like he was going through a hard time. Yeah, like, like the like hardest he time. He was just like, I, I don't know how else to say other than he did not look good. And he was, he, and he also did go through a hard time because, like, I mean, uh, Delima just kept put it on him, just put it on, just threw him down on the ground, and just was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here, and that was it. And no, no, Maurice Screen didn't change level, didn't do anything. He just stayed. I was like, okay, well, 
here we are. That was three rounds of that. So I'm sorry, man. Right. But you know, they were even saying on the broadcast. Yeah, they no. They were even <laughs> saying, I mean, yes. Yes. Um, but uh they were even saying on the broadcast, like, you know, normally when you have longer limbs and stuff like that, you can easily get out of stuff, you can do this stuff. And they're like, he's just not doing any of that right now. And I was like, that's pretty sad and and even even dc was like he's probably gonna feel like we're we're picking on him because i i honestly think man this fucking diego sanchez thing has kind of like seeped its way everywhere so like even dc when he was like he said like when when maurice green listens back to this he's gonna feel like we're giving him an unfair treatment and i was like that's so weird like god why did he josh have to say why did he have to say that stupid shit now like Dude, he's such like, a fucking cult leader. Like he yeah. literally is uh just if you look at like classic cult behavior, like Anton, I think Tabuena is, is his last name. He's he's a journalist for Bloody Elbow. Mm-hmm. He posted something there where he was like, you know, Diego said that you know his family members tried to warn him about Fabia and he cut ties with them. Yeah. Because he like because they believe the, U- the what, ufc's hype about or that outside sources believe but he was like no this guy's bad and then he's like oh right. you're, you've been tainted it's like what yeah exactly it's like a classic cult uh phenomenon is is to like isolate them from their family that's and that's crazy. what joshua did to diego and then, and then the, and then the video of him just getting punched in the head hanging upside yeah, down dude. like come what on what the man. fuck is that i mean listen <laughs> i think i think yugi posted like that tony ferguson like jumped out of a window after he saw this video which is hilarious because i was like because <laughs> if you saw tony ferguson training i mean yeah <laughs> tony ferguson jumped out of a window after this <laughs> Something like that. I, I might be, I might be misquoting, but, but it was definitely something to that extent. And I was like, that's pretty funny. Cause if you saw Tony Ferguson training, you'd be like, Oh, this is something Tony Ferguson would do. 100%. But I don't know. It's just now. And like the lighting of the, the, the video was kind of weird. Like it was like, I don't know. It was just so weird. And like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know why we even got on that subject. It was just, I think it was, oh, right. It was about the commentary. The commentary scene. Yeah. No, noticing Which, that they were going to give a bias to green, that, that green's going to be like, oh, you have a bias towards me. And I was like, it's all because of fucking this fucking asshole just went in there and was like, you, you know how you're talking about him? It's like, man, <laughs> like Paul uh, Felder says, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about right now. <laughs> Dude, Paul Felder's a king. Um, so anyways, boring heavyweight fight, Maurice Green, get up, go to your barber, <laughs> trim it up. You got it. Go to Phil Hawes barber. Yeah, go. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But, but maybe get with Phil Hawes and figure yeah. out where not to go and maybe pull your minds together and figure <laughs> out where you should go. Where you guys should both go. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You, yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Cause Jeez, man. Uh, could you imagine? Uh, anyway, don't worry about it. I guess not. I guess, yeah, I can't yeah, you can't imagine anything. Know. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> you know, the, what a stupid song. Anyway, let's uh, keep moving on. Um, 
Uh, Neil Magny versus Jeff <clears throat> Neal. Hey, man. Battle of the Neals. The Battle of the Neals. Hey, man. Neil Magny is just great, man. He's just pushing the pace. I, I Jeff Neal did some pretty good things in the fight, but but Neal was yeah, just he like... he definitely tried. Yeah, and just uh, and Magny just kept... I don't know. Just he just kept coming at him. Like he just he just kept throwing those jabs, throwing everything right up the middle. And like Jeff Neal wasn't moving out of the way. And and Neil even had they had some pretty good scrambles. And I, I don't know. It just Neil Magny really just kind of just weathered everything that that Jeff Neal had to throw at him. And 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 then like I said at the at the pretty much the middle of the second round into the third, like Neil was pretty much just in the driver's seat the entire time after that yeah absolutely <clears throat> not much to say here for me other than neil magny continues to be consistent and and jeff neil unfortunately still on a, on a skid I, I think he's on a two-fight skid at the moment yeah who did he, he lost against who again before this wonder boy oh yeah that's right yeah 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 yeah. because that's, yeah. that's when we talked about the whole um you said, I don't know, maybe Jeff Neal could do it. And then we talked about how he would, he had to go back to being a waiter because he was off of work for so long, oh, which, which is so the shitty. worst. Anyway, oh, absolute worst. Uh, on to the next fight. Um, oh, my God. This KO, dude. Was great. Um, well, I think it was a, technically a TKO. Yeah, no, like- it, it is. But, like, it's so interesting seeing, like, whenever someone, like, kind of, like, um, you know, turtles up or like postures up. It's so interesting to watch that, like that, that the thought coming across the fighters fight, uh, I'm sorry, the, the fighters like mind as they're doing it. Cause Donald cowboy did it, you know, for Connor and he also did it for, for this, like it wasn't like a clean knockout from Connor and it also wasn't a clean knockout from Alex. It was just like him. It was shelling, a series shelling. of dismantling him. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you, you you don't see people i don't know I, I don't see a lot of people doing that i, I actually cowboy is the only one i have seen like actually doing that like shelling up as opposed to i don't know like in the what was it the um the uh gregor and diego fight like whenever um gregor was like throwing those punches and the refs like you have to fight back and stuff like that like i don't know like mark goddard didn't even get a chance to say anything to don like cowboy and cowboy shelled up like three times pretty much while running away and then try to fight like one time in the middle and then like went away. And Mark was like, okay, I'm going to just stop the fight at the third time. But I, I, I don't know. I don't see a lot of fighters doing that. I usually see them kind of going out on their shield or, or something, but yeah, to me, you can always tell the difference between like when a fighter is covering up for the meantime to wait to fire back. And when they're like, just, I need this fight to be in, over. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm not saying he quit or whatever. I'm just saying, like, he was like, okay, I'm not getting out of this. Let me just Shut know, up. hang yeah. on. We're, we're Prevent here. the damage. And, yeah. But good job on Alex. Yeah, good, good job on Alex. And dude, like, I just this this fight was making me mad all week because everyone was like, Oh, I got cowboy in this. Like his veteran savvy is gonna like when I was like. Are you fucking kidding me with this? The guy is a shell of himself, and Alex Morono is a killer. There's no scenario. Like I said, uh, Bisping had a tweet too, and I was like, Who do you got? And I was like, uh, Morono and two. And someone had responded to me, like, I think he gets it done in one, even. And I was like, Yeah, it could be. I mean, like within two, 
one or two. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just to me, I honestly didn't even see it being that fast. That was what, uh, four minutes, 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that was um, as long as I, I thought. For some reason, I, I thought it was like a minute or something. But Yeah, no, no. No. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I saw happening. It was just a storm from Alex and Cowboy being super chinny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I mean, Cowboy even said he's not retiring, but he'll be making the announcement. If it's not one fight, it's it, the max I'm saying is two for me. Yeah. Because he, you know, he even said, you know, he was like, I, I don't feel like it's my last, but if I watch the tape and I, I'm like, I'm just slower, this or that. You know, he's going to be like, well, I got to make that decision then. But he said he'll definitely say he'll tell people. Um, he also thought about wanting to, like, make a run at 55 again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. Because it's he like, said he wasn't supposed to fight Alex. He was just like, I'm going to fight him because I'm going to fight him. But I, this fight does nothing for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and it's right. I mean, that's a terrible fight for him from the beginning. And. I want to clarify, not clarify, because like whatever is Donald Cerrone, he's kind of a piece of shit. But like, what do you mean by make a run at fifty five? Right. Like a title run? Are you are you thinking you can earn earn another title shot? Because I don't see that happening at all. There's some real, 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 real killers at one one fifty five. I mean, like yeah, dude. Great. Are you kidding me? How about? How about Gregor Gillespie versus Donald Cerrone? Yeah, like Gregor would absolutely just fucking have his way with him, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, like you said, he's, he's going to go back to his. I, I mean, you know, when he retires, he's done a lot for the sport. But obviously, as people have, yeah, you know, accountability has been such a big, big thing. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wah, wah. Yeah, but <laughs> speaking of not want want and a fight we thought was going to be like everyone was like, hey, this is going to be shit. Hey, talk about a pretty fucking good ass fight. Um, Hell yeah, dude. On both sides. Um, yeah. The tides kind of returning for Waterson towards the end, but obviously not enough time to, to make a difference. But man, um, Rodriguez just, I mean, just was lighting her up and the, beautiful the so, striking, elbow. Beautiful yeah, beautiful striking, beautiful, beautiful kicks, beautiful knees, beautiful elbows, the whole thing. I was like, man. And, you know, and, Good job for Michelle for not, um, you know, what I mean, like just batting at the air and like, <laughs> um, you know, um, Rod- Rodriguez just like closing the gap and like not allowing Michelle to kind of take those. Ki- I mean, she she got, landed a couple of good kicks, but like I said, um, Rodriguez just really swarmed her and just really, really just overwhelmed her pretty much that entire fight. Right. Um, I mean. <clears throat> I think people were shitting on this fight because of it's not really like main event worthy kind of, and, right? you know, it's just sort of like was cobbled together. It's like, okay, well, you know, here's this. And so I think people were just upset about the deal shot fight. And I kind of like accepted it. And I was like, okay, you know, this is fine. Like uh, I've seen Michelle Watterson go five rounds before. Like I'm fine with her doing that. Mm-hmm. And when they were um, doing during the walkouts, when they were kind of reading off, Marina Rodriguez's um, credentials. I was like, you know what? This could be a fucking banger of a fight. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was good. I mean, like I said, definitely lived past our expectations of what we thought was going to be, and and they were engaging and banging the entire time. It was great. Um, and I kind of wish they were at flyweight. Like I kind of wish, you know, 
that was the thing. Yeah. Just just because I don't like when people cut weight. I mean, there's some straw weights that are too small for flyweight. And Michelle used to be the Adam weight champion in Invicta. So her staying at flyweight would be like, whoa, but like Marina's big straw weight, like she'd be fine at, at 125. On the, UFC, on, the, on the UFC's website, it says it was a flyweight. That's what I'm saying. It was. I'm saying I wish they would stay there. Like, oh, this is yeah, only yeah. flyweight because of short notice. It wasn't like they were like, okay, let's now fight at flyweight for the rest of our career. Or whatever. I see like, what you're saying. They weren't making a move. It was just like, you know, yeah, because of short notice, if you want us to go five rounds, like it has to be 125. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, it was good. It was it was a good banger of a fight. Uh, lots of action, lots of intensity. Um, overall, pretty good card. Um, I I I was fairly not the not a, like a banger card, but good. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those things where, and to, to me, what made it even better, and this is so important for me, the start time. Yeah. I've been sick and tired of these like ten o'clock main card start times for for the East Coast. Bro, when I saw that it was six o'clock prelims, eight o'clock main card, I was like, God, you know what? Actually, I do need to check because I think uh, I think this week's card, um, to the two sixty two, I think is actually early. I'm almost positive, really? but let me see. They've been doing pay per views of the same. Nope, ten, yeah. 10 p.m. Oh, ten p.m. Yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> you're like, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. No, but... like I said, ever since I've been a MMA fan consistently like watching the fights live every week it's been a fucking if it's a pay-per-view it's 10 o'clock eastern seven o'clock um pacific yeah yeah so i mean i'm I'm doing okay but i'm pretty tired at the end of it you must like last time i was i mean i was in massachusetts for a whole month and and all the fights i was like at you know one in the morning i was like one in the morning okay this is pretty uh intense it's the worst especially like Dude, I, I was I'm so grateful that there was a ton of finishes on that 261 main card because bro, three title fights, if they had all gone the distance, which we kind of all thought they would initially, uh, especially especially the main, um, d- dude, that would have been f- so shitty. Yeah, it, it would it would have been like two in the morning, kind of like groggy as fuck. Yeah, not way, even paying attention. Yeah, it would have been just way, way, way too much. But, um. You know, luckily we didn't have to worry about that, but I'm sorry that you got to deal with that for next week. But anyway, um, so yeah, last night's fight is great. Um, I feel like this is the time where we're like, oh, we'll take a break. But I guess, yeah, we'll have to take a break. To I was get... just say before we take oh, a break. Okay. Um, it's Mother's Day. Oh. And not everyone listens on the day uh, it drops on the Sunday. But if you mm-hmm. listen to this, and you're a mom, and I mean any mom. If you are yeah. uh, a mom of a human being, mm-hmm. if you're a mom of a cat, a dog, a rabbit, we have some um, nice rabbit mothers, ferrets. Shout out to uh, shout out to the homegirl with the mama of the ferrets. Um, plants. If you're just you have a bunch of plant babies, any mom, you are loved by me. That's a lot of people. Yeah, dude. I love a lot of people. Yeah, clearly. Um, yeah, I mean... Hey, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. What does you <laughs> loving a lot of people mean? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I got a big heart. <clears throat> okay. I'm, I'm kind of a piece of shit sometimes, but I, I at least... Well, yeah. Day, I love a lot of people. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
no i agree i yeah happy uh, mother's day that's it and i hope all of you get a ton of sex just absolute <laughs> get your back blown out okay man this is starting to turn into a very different type of podcast now because you're like happy mother's day i hope that there's a there's a bunch Start of sex that can happen yeah now it's like i hope uh, i hope fucking is in your future and and in your past and your, your past what and obviously i mean obviously it's in their past yeah, yeah well, I mean, obviously <laughs> well, you yeah a whole yeah um now but happy happy mother's day to to all the moms out there thank you for putting up with us and dealing with us and allowing us to do this podcast thanks for all the moms for allowing us to do this yes. podcast yes there's there's a couple of moms who are so grateful and so we're so grateful for that allow us to do this podcast so shout out to them yeah you're the real mvps you're the real okay so now we're gonna take our break and we're gonna we're gonna come back to the forum and then maybe some other things are our next week's picks and and good night probably talking about touching tips again yeah maybe it's possible we'll see see you guys in a minute hold on and by a minute i mean literally not even a minute because when we take breaks we don't have any commercials 12 seconds less than that all right For the forum and today's forum is is a is a special one because a longtime friend of the podcast who has been missing in action for a while and by that i mean not um sending in forum questions not that he's been missing True. um the homie shane tara uh Sh- shane tara reached out got a question for the podcast and it is this he said, will any heavyweight ever get more fights than Andre Arlovsky? Great question. I don't know if he means UFC fights or overall MMA fights. I probably should have clarified, but sometimes I like I mean, speculating more. I mean, are is the record for Arlovsky's fights um, in UFC? The 36? Um. What do you mean as far as is it is it just in that fight promotion like in in UFC oh, like he's 36? I, I think he's got like 36 UFC fights, but then he's got he's like, got other ones. Okay. Yeah, he's oh, okay. got like 50 pro fights. Totally. Okay, so then I'm oh boy. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. He's got a ton of fights. Um if Frank Mir was still in the UFC, he would have more because Frank, I mean, he's he left and went to Bellator, but before that, he never left. Like um <laughs> obviously no what i'm saying is compared to andre because andre oh. started like started his career in the ufc or at least like after a couple of fights like he was in the ufc early in his career mm-hmm. and then left went to affliction did you know i think strike force and then he definitely was in a world series of fighting um and then he went to and then he went back with the ufc after like the a little while so he's had like two different runs in the ufc frank Mir was in the UFC early and was there until Same. a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, like I, I think still now, now that Cowboy has the record, I don't know if they fixed it, but you, it used to be like, even up to like a couple years ago, you would Google 
who has the most fights in the UFC. And it was Frank Mir. He had like 27. This is before Donald passed him. Um, and he literally got to the point where we did that, that MMA trivia competition that I was in with Rhino. Um, whoever was making the fucking questions didn't fact check Google. And like, I think they asked Rhino the question and he was like, I think it's Donald Cerrone. And it was. And they were like, oh, sorry, we were looking for Frank Mir. And then I made sure to like, I was like, that can't be right. And then I Googled him. And then I, I, I literally just pulled up Donald's record and counted. And I was like, no, he has more than what they're saying is the record from Frank Mir. Like I literally went on the next one. I was like, I just want to say, uh, Rhino deserves another point. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, hey, Rhino. Hey, I won that second fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said fight. It's a trivia match, whatever the fuck. Uh, 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 I mean, who who? Hold on. Who's a current heavyweight that? I'll, I'll tell you this: it has to be UFC fights because there's a a fighter that hardcore fans will know. His name is Travis Fulton. Mm-hmm. He has over 400 fights on his record. That's a lot of fucking fights, bro. Google right now. Anyone listening? If you're not driving. Google Travis Fulton. Just pull it up. Just say, hey, I want to know who Travis Fulton is. And you'll see the guy, uh, he had this weird fight um, a while ago where he was fighting another kind of like journeyman kind of guy who had like 100 fights. Mm -hmm. And the guy, I forget what the guy's name was, literally had a portrait of of Travis Fulton tattooed on his leg because it was his hero. He wanted to also get like 400 fights and the guy was winning and he was beating the shit out of Travis Fulton, but the ref wasn't going to stop it. And he literally tapped. And I mean, just like tapped the canvas. So would you say, would you say like Travis, Travis Fulton is like a hero for you? Oh, for me? No, you wouldn't say that he's a hero. You wouldn't say you wouldn't say that like that's an amazing thing to do like that sounds amazing. I mean that's a lot of fights, dude. That's that's like yeah. you, you might as well. I mean, like, would you would you say that he's really cool and you like him a lot? Are you going to talk about would what's you, on his Wikipedia page? Would or? you? Would you? You'd say he's really cool, is what you're no, saying. You're trying you're to say you're saying, but he said he's he was talking about he's like talk Bro. about he's like you said look up this fighter about his fights, but he he what he meant to say was look at how what the cool accomplishment he other accomplishment he's done no, outside I of the ring. I never said that. He said Fuck outside. You. He said outside of the ring. He said he's very happy that a 320 fight veteran Travis Fulton indicted on child pornography charges. So, anyways, ladies nope. and gentlemen, nope. <laughs> So I never said he was a good person. We, we never talk about Ever. people. We never talk about people on this podcast unless we fully back them. So got it. We got it. 325 child pornography charges. Cool. Ugh. Bro, I was going to pull up the record. I thought it was 400. I guess it's 320, but um, you got to feel like there's probably some that are unreported. So maybe it is 400. Um, hey, man, just that I brought the fucking child pornography thing and you're like unreported and stuff like that. Hey, bro, like is this... <laughs> Going off the no, fucking man, rails. Fights off his record. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I saw that on the Wikipedia and I was like, oh, oh. Shit, I don't know about that. So I was just, literally just talking about his fights. I'm just saying, like, to answer Shane Terra's question about who's going to get more fights, like, you know. Hey, bro, can I tell you something? Doesn't matter what you're going to do. You can't walk your way out of this one. So you're already in. 
He's trying to he's trying to become not canceled juice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get reinstated and then cancel it again. Yeah, I love it. He can't get canceled for something like that. Anyway, um, so uh, okay, but like anyone inside the UFC that I, I can't think least, of anyone. At least for now, no. Like, yeah, it's he's already been fighting, and and listen, the like he has a leg up on the competition. This is one of those records that's probably not going to be broken for a while, as far as heavyweight fights in the UFC, most heavyweight fights in the UFC, because he had that early run where he had a ton of fights and then left and come back. MMA was so different back then. And now the way it's structured and the way things are, there's no way there's no absolute way that that would even be a thing. You would have to get signed to the UFC as like a 20 year old and fight three times a year for like 10 years and still not even well you well yeah yeah it'd be like uh yeah three times a year for for 15 yeah for 12 13 years yeah for 13 years in order for you to even get close for you to break the record at 39 oh decron's just sent a message in at the bell oh look at that um, but uh, no, the answer is no to, to, to Shane Tara's question. No. Yeah. No, there, Shout out to Shane Tara, longtime uh, friend of the podcast. Much love to you, brother. And I, after that, I had a DM from Jimmy the Drunk, mm-hmm. which this is a great question. And this is inspired by, uh, at least I, I sort of assumed, this is inspired by Diego Fajeda missing weight by like five pounds. Can we talk about this as well? Like, if someone misses weight by one pound, and technically it's two because I was like about the grace pound and right, like the right, one pound right. allowance. Like if someone misses by 157 for a 155 pound fight, I'm like, okay, well, you tried. Bro, when you're 160, find a different job. Yeah. Like I said, I'm telling that to Diego Fajeda, but like, bro, don't do that. But anyway, this is the question. Uh, he said, let me know what you think about this idea that could eventually lead to these fighters not cutting so much weight. Every time there's a weight miss, the fight is immediately canceled. Because as it stands right now, it has to be agreed upon whether or not the other fighter will take it. This is like he's saying, immediately canceled. Doesn't matter if they want to fight. Okay. The fighter that missed weight gets $0 and a loss on their record. Hmm. If the other fighter makes weight, they get their show money and a win on their record. At first, the fighters would probably change nothing. But after a year or two of seeing these results, I think most fighters would realize it's not worth it to cut an extreme amount of weight. If there's any chance of missing, just move up. And if everyone starts to do that, the fighters will be fighting most of the same fighters in the division that they currently are. I realize it'll probably never happen because of pay-per-view situations and different contractual issues, but yeah. what are your thoughts? And then we kind of were like, I was like, oh, this is a really good question. Then he had a follow-up, which I want to read as well. He's like, it's ridiculous. Wins in this sport are so fucking valuable and fighters shouldn't have to step in there at a disadvantage. There's compensation, yes, but if it causes a loss that could impact such a bigger financial loss than the 30% of your opponent's pay, then you gain that night. Like, he's right. Like, if 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 someone is, is cutting weight and they're having a rough cut, they can do a calculation in their head. Like, okay, I can try and, you know, kill my body to get to the weight or i can start hydrating take that 30 percent, and i'll get my win money like yeah that's what he's saying like you'll you'll give that up to then be able to get your win money to be at an, at an advantage it's so shitty and I, and I think what he's saying about canceling the fights 
and he's right. Like obviously that's something that they're not going to do. But even even as like a hypothetical, even as like a sort of thinking about it, it doesn't seem to me that it's it's all that practical. Just for the fact of um, the 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 win and loss on the record, yeah, yeah and, that's... and not no. making any money. Um, I mean, they already don't if they if they miss weight and the fight is canceled. Um, but if they if they miss weight and uh, and the fight goes on, they get they still have a chance to to get their purse. So it's kind of a little bit weird how it's how it's set up like that. Well, conceptually, th- the idea would be, I think, for me, would be um, if they miss weight, they don't make any money. Um, the fight is canceled, and the and the fighter that gets their show money, the other fighter gets their show money, plus the. And and they could, I mean, gradually, I would say, just raise the purse amount that's taken away. Right. Don't do thirty. Do like fifty or sixty percent. Then you'll see people being right. like, "Okay, I can't take this fighter. I'm not going to do this," you know, because it's such a, a good amount of money. And you should also make the stipulation that if they do decide to continue to fight, you don't get a win bonus. I like this. Here's here's what I like. Because my thing with with these different proposals and about things like that the financial part of it isn't that impactful mm-hmm. because they already give up so much of their uh, purse. The guys on the prelims, a lot of them have other jobs that they're doing outside of being a professional fighter. Right. They'll give that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have a situation where you force people to move up if you want to them to be healthier and if you want them to like not miss weight so much it has to be something where it's like okay you're not you're no longer allowed to fight in this division if you missed weight you that this is not your weight class you're moving up and that's kind of where it gets you know a little bit tricky because then you're telling people what they should weigh like that sort of thing but i mean it's part of the job so it's kind of like give and take there my thing is this as far as p- penalties for that fight i still think it should be like sort of decided and 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 to to his point also about like the fight being immediately canceled that's not a bad idea just for for the fact that you know it's shitty on the on the person who made weight to to then like be okay do i want to fight somebody that's at an advantage that's a little bit heavier than me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but they themselves went through a terrible weight cut and need to get paid so they're like obviously i'm going to take it um, but let's try and get 30 percent of the purse or whatever you know because I even still think then it's like negotiable. Like it could be 20%. It could be t- like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? I think it should be you start the fight with a one point deficit already. Like even if you win that round, like on, as far as what actually happened in the fight, it scored a 9-9. It scored, you know, a draw for that because you lost a point. And that, and then if you, if you lose that round, it's a 10-8 automatically or if they would have scored a 10 8 it's a 10 7 because you fucking yeah. have the one point deficit like whatever because that's the whole thing is like the, the whole idea of missing weight is it's cheating it's an advantage so you take a fucking point for that and and someone brought it up once where they said that and i was like well that doesn't make sense of how it would carry over to the fight but then i'm like no it does make sense yeah i agree I, I there's something has to be changed at this point especially with like the who was that who was the fighter that was walking to the scale yesterday or, or two days ago that looked looked really bad oh ryan benoit that was another fight that we lost dude yeah yeah, yeah. He, i think he waited like 129 or something for a, a five a flyweight fight like he weighed in or i thought he was bandway i could be wrong but he weighed in like overweight and 
he was like not wobbling good, like wobbly. no one was even yeah and they were holding him up just to get him on the scale like i was like what are we doing like don't no that, that that that's the thing too is like mma is so enclosed in this bubble that they're not worried enough about outside perception when, with, with that sort of thing because like people aren't watching the weigh-ins you know what i mean like people that aren't you know like casual fans and stuff like they're not watching the weigh-ins they don't like you know that shit is bad if if you are needing help to get to the scale even if you make weight even if you're on weight shouldn't fight yeah that's yeah, it don't. dude yeah 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 but thanks so much for the question uh go follow jimmy the drunk at paroli proud love that guy and now we move into some voice questions um this, we've got a couple of voicemails it's just two right i, I sent you the notes uh-huh okay so we got one from uh, mma catfish and this is interesting to me because the transcript for his are always like wild google voice messages always uh google voicemail it's like they do a transcript of it he always calls us julio for like juice and leo and it usually says hi julie oh baby but this actually wrote julio even though it's spelled wrong j-i-u-l-i-o so we're, we're getting there <laughs> we're, yeah it's we're, close it's close but this is a an interesting this is an interesting question from from seth and i'll play it right now can't wait hey julio baby it's your boy mma catfish so i was going to ask you guys about benil dariush and tony ferguson because i find that pretty interesting However, you like the fire. And I got some fire, brother. You know what I gotta say? I gotta say, fuck everybody that is dogging on that boxer that quit last night versus Canelo. Now, I know he's a total fucking piece of shit. Fuck him. So this discussion that I'm about to start on is not about that person specifically. But we should be fucking happy. But that dude makes enough money that if he is seriously fucked up and knows he is going to lose and knows he is risking serious injury or worse, that he can quit on the fucking stool. Instead of having to be a poor-ass fucking top-level MMA fighter who will fight on until that bitter end in the absolute outside fucking chance that they might desperately make some of their tiny little fucking paycheck by winning, even though they know they're seriously fucked up and they're not going to win. We should be fucking happy about people actually making enough money that they don't have to fucking die in the ring or cage or squared circle or whatever the fuck you want to call it. All these fucking assholes out here talking shit last night on Twitter would call into their fucking job if they stubbed their fucking toe because you hurt so bad and I can't work. But they want fucking professional fighters to fucking die for them. Fuck those assholes. Also, I think it's very good. Uh, video. And MMP. But he may be irrelevant now. Thank the Lord. <laughs> okay, so that's everything. Wow. He said... Uh... He was circling back to because remember he started. He said I was was going to ask about Benil and Tony. So he said also I think it's Benil. Oh yeah, right. Um, uh, yeah, good good point, man. I mean, really good point about that whole like con- like you know I mean 
Do you know what he's talking about with Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo with what happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. As far as uh, his cor- uh, uh, Saunders um, corner calling the fight, throwing in the towel yeah. before the fighter could. Um, and you know, I mean, like I said, the perfect example of this being bad. I mean, I don't. There's a lot of fighters that kind of continue to go on. I mean, that try to go on. Uh, two weeks ago, it was uh, you know Jimmy Crute, um, you know, trying to kind of keep walking on it. Doctor Stoppage. Um, then you have someone like the, I mean, the terror, the worst of it, the worst situation that we saw was the Anthony Smith um, and his corner and him saying, I'm out and his corner saying like, you're not. And that is like, that's scary. Um, that's a scarier kind of situation that you have these people that aren't going to let you quit or do that stuff. But yeah, absolutely. No, someone quote unquote quitting. Like I said, his, Saunders corner is the one that was like, you cannot see out of your eye. It's not happening. We're going to throw their talent. You're, you're going to have more damage and it's not going to be reversible. If Canelo hits you a couple more times in that, you got bone fragments in your eyeball. So we're not going to yeah. be doing that. Um, and, and to the idea that the UFC fighters are supposed to kind of continuing to go or like, you know, get knocked out or stuff like that. It's like, you know they're all gonna if they if they keep doing that man guess what we're just gonna have a bunch of tito ortiz's <laughs> yeah absolutely and no there's no there's no reason for that i mean like i said anthony smith was the worst example of that situation of and and i hope that everyone everyone that thinks that like oh like like the fighters should keep fighting forever going on the show Everyone that thinks that should watch that fight, should watch the corner advice, should watch Anthony Smith's conversation and should watch Glover to share making mincemeat of his face. Everyone should watch that because that was the worst example of it being like, I felt it. Everyone in the MMA community was like, no, 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 no. This is not, this is certainly not what we want. You know, it was another bad example. Mike Davis versus Thomas Gifford. Mm -hmm. You know what uh, is the common thread there? Mark Montoya. Hey man, mm-hmm. normalize stopping a fight. Uh, you know, re- with regards to that, like MMA versus boxing and, and that thing, boxing has a different sort of culture around it than MMA does. Yeah. And specifically, I, I remember Luke Thomas talking about this how the, there's like kind of a stigma for uh, not wanting to stop the fight among corners in MMA, but in boxing, they don't give a fuck and they will do it all the time. And one of the things is that the, I think the sport has been around longer and they've seen more and things like that. The other thing is this, this is purely like anecdotal, I guess, but it kind of, I think tracks, he said, this is Luke's words. He was like, the corners in boxing are old and old men don't give a fuck what you think, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like they do not. They're not worried about like, oh, why did you stop that fight? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's part of it as well. And, and I and I think that's, you know, apropos. But but as far as people people saying shit, I mean, he's right. Like he said, like the guy, Billy Joe Saunders is a terrible fucking person. Right. Um, he's just he's just a piece of shit. Um, but as but as far as like in general, like to you know, criticizing fighters for calling it early and things like that like shut up yeah just don't fucking and and like i said mma versus boxing is totally different so mm-hmm. it's not even going to be like a an apropos conversation to have 
to 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 sit there and say like oh we shouldn't we'll be doing that when that kind of thing happens in boxing all the time and i feel like there there was there was people talking about where they they said that they weren't sure if it should have been stopped but it was not necessarily an indictment on on billy or his corner just saying like well i don't agree with that with calling it there necessarily it wasn't just wasn't trying to say you know oh he's a he's a pussy or whatever it was just like hey man that didn't look that bad to me but um i i kind of think it was the right call yeah no 100 percent was yeah his eye was too closed and and it was closing as as they were calling it was closing even more so yeah there's no there's no wrong thing with that i just think that anyone that thinks that fighters should like i said just keep going is, is kind of ridiculous especially if like especially if they've made it to the end of the round and and they're you know they're obviously hurt or damaged that way and and it could be even worse if they go back out there um so yeah you have to protect them from themselves yeah in order for them to fight more later you know exactly live to fight another day yeah and the other thing is this too because i was just thinking about this because i I said live to fight another day i was kind of like you know being whatever but boxing has deaths there have been people that have died from fights not being stopped on time, whether it's that night or a couple of days later from complications. That's happened. That hasn't really happened in MMA. I think it happened once with mm-hmm. uh, Char- Charlie Ward and um, Zhao. I forget the guy's name who actually passed, and it's you know feel bad for, but it, you know C- Connor was cornering there or something, or he was in the arena. It was his teammate Charlie Ward. The fucking the ref didn't stop at it. Like he took way too much punishment, and the guy died. Yeah. Like. But that kind of thing happens in boxing way more than it should, and it happens way more than MMA. So that's what they're thinking of when they're stopping these fights. They're thinking, hey, man, I got to protect my guy's life. Yeah. Yeah, which is how it should be. Fucking A. All right, this uh, this next question is from the homie Struggle Face Tom. Absolute must follow. Love this guy. Here is his question. This is the old house double page Tom. My question this week is this. What happens to Juice's favorite fighter, Cowboy Cerrone? Seriously, though. We all agree he'll retire, right? But it looks like his, he wants at least one more. The problem is, who does he fight next? Like, honestly, I can't think of a deep. One single decent matchup. What do you, what do you guys think? All right, let us know. Hmm. Couldn't have said it better myself. I legitimately don't have an answer for this because, as he said, I can't think of a good matchup for him. Uh, I think I think uh, yeah, like that that we would be like oh that's an interesting fight yeah that's a good point because the, the way the fight game works is you pair up the like older veterans against the young up-and-comers to kind of build a name off the up-and-comer and cowboy has been in way too many of these fights now where it's like you need to go home um, what's, what's next for him honestly if he wants to keep fighting cut him release him from his contract let him get some fucking squash matches in bellator or whatever uh Please don't go to fucking BKFC. That's my only um, request. And, he, and even like PFL you know, would be okay for him. 
Yeah, P- yeah. I mean, PFL does have some fucking, you know, like that guy that dog walked Anthony Pettis, Clay Collard. Like he's he's gonna he would be in that division. He would be in the one fifty five or in one seventy where there's fucking Ray Cooper the third who will knock you the fuck out. Um, but yeah. if anyone, yeah. I would I would say like free agency. That's what's next for Donald. Yeah, yeah. There's not really any. Yeah, I'm looking at the top fifteen of the of the lightweight division and. Even Gregor is like not a yeah. They're all killers, dude. They're yeah. all killers. Yeah. Ooh, you know it'd be nice. Um, like for his last fight would be no, because Paul Felder would have fucking rip him apart. But Paul oh, Felder dude. would be a nice last Paul fight Felder. for him. It would. I mean, he, Paul would 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 beat the shit out of him, and they used to train together. Yeah, I think that would be nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible matchup for him. Yeah, for that. BDE, you know? Yeah. That big dragon energy. Paul Felder. He's got it. He's got it. All right. Um, Whatever it is, he's got it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. D- D- Cowboy, I don't know what he's got. Maybe like an unracked fighter that might be coming up, but I know he doesn't want to do that. So. 100%. All right. Thank you, Tom. Amazing question as always. Um, got some amazing voice questions on tap. From the homie, T-Cross. What's up, guys? So I'm watching the fucking fights right now, and it's the second fight, Park versus Chiqui, however you pronounce it. And there was just a second groin strike, and Dominic Cruz said, if you're a ref, this is a tricky situation. No, the fuck, it's not. In my opinion, your warning should be in the back. Every foul mm-hmm. is, is, should be a point. But if you're, if you're going to be a little bitch about it, give one warning. The second one, you take a point. No questions asked. This is not a tricky situation. Fuck you, Dominic Cruz. <laughs> Dude, I, I text him about this, and and I don't get notifications for the voice messages anymore. So I didn't even know he sent one. But I just know we're, we always talk about point deductions and things. And when Chris Tyone took the point, I texted him. I was like, he actually took a point. And then apparently he sent that in before the point deduction. And he was just saying it was more of a slide on Dominic Cruz than was the ref. Uh, but even so, like, dude, and, and I, lo- I love when he chimes in about this stuff too, because he's a certified ref. And uh, people that maybe didn't listen to my episode with him or haven't listened to his other question before, like, may not know. It's not just some fan that's like grumbling, whatever, like us. Like, this is a guy who fucking is trained in what exactly what Chris Tione is and and for dominant yeah for dominant cruz to say this is a tricky situation i echo what tom said no the fuck it's not mm-hmm. you take a point you take a point and and like i said with with groin strikes it's a little bit like uh could be accidental those ones did not look accidental dude and, and i don't want to assume i don't want to call tefan chukwe a dirty fighter but bro especially the second one dude if if chris donnie didn't take a, a point after the second one i was gonna say fire him as a ref i'm gonna already mm-hmm. say that all the time yeah like, I, yeah i mean fire him as a ref yeah yeah definitely fire him <laughs> I mean, if, you have, if you have a choice between firing chris Tyone and not firing chris Tyone, you're gonna fire, fire him. him yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know I, yeah yeah the warrant yeah illegal strikes are uh especially like with groin kicks and stuff like that. Like, obviously there's the other one that, that happened last week, which was the, the up kick. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's obviously like a, there's always a gray area in some of these things, but as far as like point deductions, I mean, they should be happening a little bit more often than, and yeah. they are, they are, but um, I don't know if, 
if Herb, if that point deduction happened in the, um, in the Maurice Green um, Delima fight, he said he Herb said he did. When Herb got fucking puffed his chest up, was like, "Hey, motherfucker!" And I was like, "Dang, <laughs> Herb!" And yeah, then whenever, dude. and then whenever, and then whenever they came back after the break, and then uh, Maurice Green was like, "Something." He's like, "No, no, I'm not done talking." I was like, "Damn, fucking Herb Dean, fucking shutting it down." Classic Herb Dean. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, the point deductions need to start coming up a lot more. One hundred and fifty percent, dude. Yeah. There should be at least, well, there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be point deductions because there shouldn't be fouls. Yeah. But if you're going to foul, there should be point deductions. Absolutely. All right. The next question is from the homie, Ty Fly Guy. What's up, Juice? Leo? It's your boy, Ty the Fly Guy here. Um, I got a question about Michelle Waterson. I feel like she is slowly reaching gatekeeper status instead of solid contender. She hasn't really done a whole lot since her victories in 2018. So my question is, where do you guys think she goes from here? Do you think she should stay at straw weight or she should? Well, I guess flyweight is going to be out of the question since she fought flyweight and it didn't really look good for her. So Curious to see what you guys think. Let me go. Anyways, you guys have a good day. Love the podcast. Peace. I think this is a great question because honestly, um, it's not just that she's slowly slipping into gatekeeper status, in my opinion, already there. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the space she occupies. And, and when they were playing some of the um some of the pre-fight like promo stuff and the filler that was even before the uh main card started it was like you know because she um she lost to rose before rose got the title i think that was like the it was like a title eliminator like rose beat her and then fought joanna um mm. she was like oh now that rose is the champion i really want that one back i want to earn my way again like oh bless your heart like you're not getting that fight yeah no no she yeah, she's she's gonna be there for a little bit of time. She's just not. She's just not gonna. I I, I don't know. She has this. She has a great amount of skill. It's just there's something that's not like super spectacular about it. It feels like, you know, she's not a. She's definitely not a killer of a fighter. She's just. I, I don't know. It, there's just too many up and coming people as well that are gonna be kind of like a little bit more aggressive than she has been, and she's kind of you know like feels very point fightery and and is becoming yeah. more of that i guess it, well like i said with the exception of last night but that's because someone was pressuring her and and she wasn't she was reacting to the pressure and she did okay but like that other person was putting it like rodriguez was putting it on her um, yeah so and here's what i was going to say is like gatekeeper doesn't have to be a dirty word it doesn't have to be a negative yeah. thing like there's no problem with being a gatekeeper sometimes the gatekeeper wins like sometimes that's why it's a gatekeeper because you are keeping the gate sometimes people get through sometimes people don't you're like a litmus test and you know i think for for michelle watterson like she's losing but she's not getting like blown out of the water she's not getting finished um you know in in recent fights anyway uh so for me it's like yeah book her in those old guard versus new guard matchups like book her against 
you know, Brianna Van Buren, whenever she returns, Booker against uh, fucking, well, this isn't really old guard versus new guard, but a fight that I think would be really interesting because they both used to be um, Adam Waits is uh, Jessica Penne versus Michelle Watterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that Jessica Penne is back, that would be honestly, that's my vote for what's next for um, Michelle. For, for Michelle Watterson, yeah. Um, because on, honestly, you're not going to be getting a, a title fight anytime soon. Like, yeah, you know none, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, if the aggression was higher, maybe. Like, if you would have won last night, maybe, like, you could have had an, uh, an argument for in two fights, you know? Like, w- one yeah. more tough person after that. But if the aggression wasn't showing at this point, then it's not going to. Right skyrocket at some other point and i was just looking just to be sure because i thought so they they actually did fight in invicta at adam weight um uh jessica was the champion and, and michelle beat her to get the championship so that's a rematch that i would fucking love to see um yeah but yes she is already gatekeep- she's already gatekeeper status yeah she's a, she's already gatekeeper status so 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 booker against fights like that or booker against um who's the uh, the chick that um Jessica B, but I didn't think beat. Uh, I didn't think Jessica beat her. Who who was her opponent? Um, oh, I can't. I just had it pulled up. Was. I should just fucking stay there. It was uh, Montserrat. No, it wasn't. It was Lupita. Lupita Godinez. Yeah, Lupita. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which she slammed her. Yeah, yeah. Picked her up, slammed her. her. Yes, yes. Yeah, I would. I would love to see her fight Michelle as well. Oh, that'd be great. That would be a great fight. And Michelle would lose because <laughs> yeah. of aggression. You know what I mean? Like right. I said, it's just that, exactly. that other fighters just have it. All right. On to our next question. Yeah, we got, uh, well, we got a few more actually. Okay. Oh, um, so an amazing one from, from my homie Rhino. Um, here is his question. What's up, Juice and Leo? It's your big homie Rhino from the combat sports with Rhino podcast. So next week, dudes, we have the recipe for violence and of the highest degree, my man Edson Barbosa versus the very tough, physical, and strong Shane Burgos. Durable, too. That fight has just, oh, my God, I'm so stoked to see it. I think, I think it could be one of the ones we talk about for a long time to come. Of course, maybe now that I'm saying that, I, I ruin it, but hopefully not. Um, I just think both guys with Edson's uh, kicks and with Shane's punches and how durable they both are and how they really love to get after it i am just over the moon excited about that one it it jumps off the page on a very stacked very interesting card uh what are your guys thoughts on that fight and how do you see it going yeah that'll, that, that'll do peace <laughs> before before i let you uh answer this I, I wanted to um like what he said about like oh maybe now i jinxed it now that i talked about it. in my mind there is no fucking way this becomes like a, a boring fight at all it, it's whatever he's picturing in his head whatever i'm picturing is exactly how the fight will play out and i'll tell you what, like it goes back to what i said about the uh, about the beginning um we we're talking about Derek and francis and how that was like one time the way they fight it's a recipe for violence absolutely 100%. There, there isn't anything like the only way i could see is if one of them was just injured and they had to play it safe or you know, maybe it was a long layoff or they had a bad weight cut, like, which we don't know yet. That That's yet to be seen. Honestly, none of it sounds like anything that I am concerned about. It's all pointing towards fucking 
violence. Yes. So, uh, the violence yeah. gods will hopefully be blessing us. Uh, they will be. There is no doubt about it. They're, I I don't know. The durability is the part that gets me because from on both sides, because I mean, Edson's kicks are just so good. Is his, his, his fucking the spinning wheel kicks. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I think Bar- Barbosa is going to get it done, but I don't even know when that's the thing because the durability of Shane Burgos is the part where, where I'm like, uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say like the middle of the third round, I think Barbosa is going to, going to land something just I was just going to say if there's a stoppage in this fight, I think it's going to come late in the third. But other than that, I predict it going to decision. I, I just about like an all out war. Cause like I said, both, both guys are so durable as well. Like they don't get finished very often. And um, Shane, Shane, here's the thing I'll say, like Shane isn't as defensively responsible as Edson is um, like Shane has a, a tendency to get into these firefights and, um, and like he got knocked out by Calvin Cater by, by playing that game. I think it was Calvin Kidd that knocked him out. That's like mm-hmm. the only time he's been finished in the UFC. And Edson doesn't do that. Like he'll have these crazy wars as well, but he'll make it technical. He is like the one guy who will keep his fundamentals and keep that um, crispness in his striking, even when it gets crazy. Like look, look at the Dan Ige fight, like too. Like it was still an all-out war, but he kept his crispness in his in his strike. So mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 taking Edson. I like even just saying that I was kind of on the fence until I like thought about it. And when I got his question, I was like, yeah, dude, it's Edson for me. Uh, yeah. I hope, I hope so. Cause, uh, and I hope it's in a spectacular knockout too. I, that's what I'm hoping, but I don't know. We'll see Shane, Shane, Shane can probably hang in there for a while. So. You just reminded me of Trevor Whitman and uh, Justin Gaethje's debut. And he's like, if you want a spectacular knockout, go to the body. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so shout out to Rhino, um, host of the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast with my girl Drea, the feature player. Um, all right. Here is uh, we got a couple questions late from Decrons, and at, in true Decrons fashion, just send them in. Haven't listened yet. So here we go. Juicy juice. What's up, my brother Leo? What is up, my man? Um. I don't know if you even want to talk about it, but the whole uh, Diego Joshua Fabia thing, it's just tragic. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that and what the hell's going on there. Um, Wondered if uh, you guys wanted to make picks with me. Uh, Why don't you do that? Let's play a game. Anyway, happy Mother's Day. Love you all. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, to answer your last question, let's do it. Sure. Figure it out. Um, he, he said another one that's only 16 seconds. So I don't know if it's like an addendum. I'm just going to play it quick and we'll answer both. <laughs> uh, it's me again. Uh, I didn't mean to giggle about that whole Diego situation. I've eaten some mushrooms. It's not really oh, my fanta- fault. Okay. I uh, love you guys. Take care. Cool. Happy Makes- Mother's Day again. Mwah. Hey man, it makes a lot of sense. I'm very, yeah, I'm very glad that I played that just to clarify. But yeah, dude, the fucking the Diego Joshua thing is incredibly sad. 
and yes. it's 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 something that we all saw coming. It's 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 just got it's it keeps escalating and it keeps getting worse. And now it's like all people can talk about and it's like whatever. And you know, if if you're looking at it from a situation of like, oh, why did we let it get to this point? Like, hey man, what are we gonna do about it? And like people did interviews with this guy. We knew he was crazy from the beginning. Dude, from the very beginning. From the very beginning, when he fought, when Diego fought Michael Chiesa. He went to the commission and said, Diego might kill this guy. That's who we're dealing with. And we mm. knew that. And, and Michael said during the fight, and this is even like before pandemic. So crowds, you know, whatever, you can't always hear him. I guess they were right in front of the corner. And he said the guy was saying shit like crack the coconut and saying shit that isn't even uh, real fight instruction. So... We, we knew he was bad. It just, this is a guy that Diego said, I put my 100% of my faith in and fuck you if you disagree. So there wasn't anything anyone could really do about this situation other than what Dana White did, which is like, okay, you're gone. Bye. I don't want that crazy motherfucker in the UFC. Yeah. It, it, it... Like I said, there was just so much about it. Like it's all been mounting right this entire time, you know. And that's what's so that's what's so sad is like, I mean, when Diego fought, um, yeah, Michael Chiesa, like just like every the weirdness surrounding him, the entire time, like it just it just keeps getting worse. The video that we just saw, the all the stuff, it and then and then like the fighters meeting really really solidified like the concept of someone trying to make it like showing like where someone's thought process is and like real like i said the fact that they posted it to make it seem like they were the ones getting fucked up is the part where it's like now you know that person's crazy like when you post that video as a a evidence like look in the fighters meeting look at us like look at us getting screwed over and it's like in the fighter meeting everyone's like huh what's happening like that's when you realize like you're dealing with someone who really has a weird thought process that you just know like it's cult behavior yeah it is classic cult like uh happenings like the way he goes about it you know trying to play the victim and and isolating diego from his family and and just bro i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if we see diego in his next fight wherever that is where whether it's on a indian reservation whether it's on a fucking boxing ring in florida for bkfc and joshua fabia is in his corner fabia excuse me and there's a bottle of kool-aid in his fucking in in the in the water bottle and if you don't know that it's a jim jones reference look it up yeah i got it yeah like why well, know you know but yeah. uh yeah it, it's just th- it's so cringy just... and and gross and, and like if you go any further into any stuff like all the videos that keep coming out about him all of his training tactics and his, the things that he's saying, like I said, just go to that fighters meeting. Like I said, don't, actually don't even go to the fighters meeting. Just go to the fact that, that, that he posted it thinking like they were being wronged. And that's, it's just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And it sucks. Yeah. And it sucks for someone like Diego Sanchez. Like I said, his legacy is completely tarnished at the very end of it. Honestly, batshit crazy person in general, which is fine. Right. Diego, yeah, Diego was already crazy. And then you yeah. had this guy and it's yeah. like, 
it makes it even worse. Yeah. It just and makes just to it- reference that video as well, like you said, it wasn't, it's not just about like them saying here, this is about me protecting my legacy. This is a proof that, you know, we're getting fucked over and you find, and you watch the video and you see like, Oh, they're fucking crazy. The end of the video. And I keep going back to this. I, I said it last week, the fucking end of it. When, when Fabia goes, you see, that's the power of the camera. He orchestrated the whole thing. The guy is a fucking, I don't know if he's a genius or an idiot because it, it's no. clear like he's it's methodical whatever he's doing because even if he you knows were, what he's doing even if you were to try to break that down like what he's trying to say is like putting the like it's like the idea of like i don't know um people not being able to show their true colors on camera or like whenever you put a camera on them they're like hey why are you doing that and stuff like that but no one in that room reacted that way with the exception of megan olivi talking about it because of the spectacle of it but but even him being like that's the power of the camera it's like but that's actually not the power of the camera like well i just mean with regards to specifically when she mentioned it him be like i'm not going to post this yeah and then he said that he was like oh what's he he tried to play it off like they weren't he was like what's what's filming what are you talking about i'm not yeah, well, he, oh yeah. yeah he's filming but i'm not going to put it up and then at the end he's like see that's the power of the camera it's like yeah crazy just, yeah it's crazy yeah so that's all there is so, to it him crazy don't put Diego Sanchez in a box or a cube. Don't put baby in a corner. Yeah. No one puts baby in a corner. No one puts Diego in a corner. Bro. I think that's it. I'm just double checking the, the forum. We had a few co- comments and they were all not questions. So, <laughs> which is fine, by the way, I'm not saying I'm just, you know, narrowing it down. And that now brings us Leo to a segment I like to call problematic picks. Oh, I love it. It's it's what I do best. So let's yeah. uh, let's, let's bring up the fight card for for next week. Let's do it. I'm gonna buy yeah. tickets right now. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. This is a banger. This is an absolute banger. Of it's a, card. a great. It's great. Even the prelims, like we're, we're not, we don't have to give our picks for the prelims, but take a look at these fucking yeah. the whole UFC 262 card is just stacked. Like I sent a question to Rhino's podcast about. Lando Venata. Lando Venata is dropping down to 145. And I didn't know that until I was kind of doing my, my research for this uh, for this card. Um, we have the early prelims. We got Gina Mazzani, who's Tim Elliott's girlfriend, taking on Priscilla Cachueta in a flyweight fight. That's going to be bananas. You got fucking Kevin Aguilar and Tucker Lutz. Crazy fight. Jordan Wright and Jamie Pickett. This is the one with Lando Venata versus Mike Grundy. Yeah. That's a fucking phenomenal fight. Um, amazing fight. I'm, I'm very stoked for that. But um, the card is great. I mean. Matt Schnell versus yeah. Rogelio Bontorin. Fucking Andrea KGB Lee versus Antonina Shevchenko. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Fucking great prelims, dude. Jacare yeah. versus some poor bastard named Andre Muniz. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, by the way, might be Jacare because he's a little past his prime now. But I mean, let's go with our first start. I mean, we already picked, we already got our first pick for the main card the start of Shane Burgos and Anson Barbosa. Both of us oh, yeah, are riding about with that. Barbosa. Hell yeah. And um, honestly, like when it comes to picking Barbosa, he used to train in New Jersey. He used to train with Mark Henry and those guys. And so I would always be like, yeah, even though he's like Brazilian, I would just be like, yeah, because he's based on New Jersey. He's a New Jersey fighter. 
tournament. He left to to go be with uh, I think American Top Team, but not just for that. Specifically for his coach Anderson Franca, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tra- he trains in Florida now. And initially, I was like, "Ah, oh, well, you're you're not a New Jersey guy anymore." I'm thinking about. It. I'm like, oh, "I still had some Barboza." No, it's so definitely yeah, it's still Edson, yeah. Um, and then then the next fight is interesting to me: Kaylin Chukagan versus Viviani Araujo. Um. Viviani Araujo showed up in the UFC and just started knocking girls out. Yeah. And then she fought um, Jessica I. And Jessica I somehow solved the puzzle, which was like, really? It's Jessica I. Yeah. Um, no disrespect. I mean, I guess disrespect. Yeah, definitely disrespect. No, no intentional anyway. disrespect. Um, I still rate Caitlin Chukagan's skills. Like, I had. A lot of discourse about you know her online with a couple people after i said that when we were talking about uh just like fighting her and, and beating her and how she hasn't really lost anyone but the, but the but champions mm-hmm. and and like no i think kaylin chukagan is gonna be her that's my pick but i'm not very confident because viviani arujo's is very good I have and, uh, I have uh, Chukagian as well. Nice, I love that we're green. Yeah, is a nice change for us because we've been literally like diametrically opposed the whole oh, time yeah. for most of these. Uh, on to the next, uh, Jack Hermanson and Edmund Shabazian. Um, wow, uh, I think the Joker's going to get it done, but I wouldn't be surprised if Shabazian does something that. But I think Jets check the the Joker's too good. You're taking Jack Hermanson? Yeah. I am gonna also take Jack Hermanson. Okay. And I was on the fence about this one. And normally, like I'm when I'm on the fence, I'll just pick against you. But since we've been agreeing, I want to keep it going. Oh, <laughs> nice. In the interest of like positivity. I'm like, yeah, let's pick Jack because Jack is is the is the more proven commodity for sure. Edmund is like, you know, he showed he had some holes in his in his fight against Brunson and I don't know if Jack can necessarily exploit that, but he has a fucking legit submission game. So yeah, um, we'll see. Now on to this this next violent, violent, oh violent fight, which I'm very excited about. Okay, so here's one. the thing. There's no way. There's no way in my mind of anything that could happen where this isn't a fucking bloodbath. Absolutely. Or, or, I mean, unless one of them gets finished early, but until then, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be madness. I don't see. Oh man, I don't know. Uh, I think Khabib is right about you not be, being the same fighter after the the beating you got after Dustin. I mean Dustin, um, Justin, yes. Justin. Um, I just don't. And Benil is just so. But with that being said, I don't see Benil putting Tony away because oh. because of Tony's toughness still. That's fair. But I I think. Uh, I think I do know that Benil's going to do it. I just don't think it's going to be by putting Tony away. I don't think Tony's going to quit this time yeah, around. Yeah, that's fair. I got Benil as well. And and I'm thinking to finish like maybe late in the third, but like you said, he, Tony is tough as shit. So it could be down to like, you know, who was the last fight he fight he lost against Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Charles, sorry. Oh, that's Charles right. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who and is fighting next? In the main event. Um, hmm. 
I don't know. And so this is for the vacant 155 pound title. Yeah, lightweight. The lightweight title is on the line. Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. Very simple for me, and not very simple because this is a very close fight. And Michael Chandler does have, you know, uh, worthwhile skills. I just think right now, I want I want Charles. Yeah, I want Charles to win too. Yeah, I think I I do. I just don't I don't like. Can we the win idea. every fight. Yes, I think so. Yes, yes, love yes. that for us. I don't even know what our rankings are right now, but here we are. Yeah, we have to go back. I think like three episodes. We still, we lost count. <laughs> I think last time we were like 18 and something. So I can't even imagine what the number is going to be like now, but anyway, (laughs) um, uh, yeah, I don't want, I don't want Michael Chandler to win. I don't know. I just, yeah, for me, it's, it's not as much as I want Charlotte to win. Exactly. Even though I do, it's that I want Michael Chandler to lose. Yeah. To, to lose. I think he just needs to lose. I think he needs a couple more fights in the UFC before he, he starts mouthing off to Dustin and, and, and all these, these other guys. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So that's our that's our picks, guys. We we are agreeing on all the fights on the main card, and um, it should be a banger of a fight fight card. We're hoping. Um, you know. So, yeah, can't, that was can't wait um, to be up until two in the morning for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. If you fall asleep, I'll try to watch all of them. I'll make sure I'm watching all of them. Um, yeah. yeah, man, that was uh. That was our recap of everything from yesterday. Our picks, form was short. It was a it was a easy Sunday, easy like Sunday morning, you know. Oh, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, it's good. Thirteen episodes down. More to come. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, definitely guys. more to come. Thank you guys. Yeah, more come. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, you can follow me at Leo GH two one one three. Uh, if you're already not, I assume you're already following me. So just follow me again. Just unfollow me and then follow me again. Um, you can follow Juice at hashtag pegs. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, you don't follow people based on a hashtag. I'll follow him based on the hashtag. What just if know I that he would hash that. Hashtag what if that. I change the handle for the podcast? I like roll out the word hashtag. <laughs> I love it. Hashtag Peggy. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Um, I don't know. Juicy, they can follow you at Friendly Spar Pod. Yeah, at Friendly Spar Pod. Uh, I I officially logged out of my personal account, and it feels good. I never want to go back to that account. So great. Yeah. So anytime any anytime anyone refers to Friendly Spar Pod, it's just Juice. He he won't give me his password because it's like his his private one. Yeah, oh well, yeah, it's private. It's very private. I can't wait to look at all those fucking DMs. Like one time I was like, maybe I should just give Leo the password so he can post our picks. And I was like, no, I'll just figure it out. I'll just I'll just do it. Like because yeah. I was busy or something. And he's like, been doing uh, it. And he's been doing yeah. it. But anyway. Well, that's our show, guys. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, which I know 52% of you are, wow, you should leave us a five-star review. Just do it. I mean, you have the option. It's right there. Just leave a five-star review. Um, And say hi to your mother for me. Say hello to your mother for us.